I love today's topic so much. I love it because it's so relevant and needed, and it's one of those things, once you discover it and you utilize it, that can cause huge shifts in relationships in just a matter of minutes. And when someone asks us to give them one single piece of advice for their relationships, it's this every time. And yet nobody teaches it or talks about it until now. So buckle up. This episode will change your relationship if you apply these skills. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charla Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Now, the great mystery for most anyone who has ever been in a relationship is how do we keep that early in love feeling alive? Is that even a realistic goal? Or are we supposed to accept that it just fades away? Well, it's not supposed to fade away. But loneliness, loneliness is everywhere. It's all around us. And sadly, some of the loneliest people that Charles and I have met are in committed relationships, mm-hmm. albeit loveless, sexless relationships. Yeah which seems so very wrong to us. Too many couples exist in their relationships and just go for years, even decades, without feeling deeply loved or connected. This is just completely unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Being happy and being fulfilled in our relationship is absolutely dependent on whether or not we are feeling loved by our partner. If we're not fulfilled, we're probably not feeling loved period. So everyone has a basic need to feel loved and to feel like we matter to someone else. Each person in a relationship should feel loved and cherished, but they're not. So why? Yeah. Why? That's a great question. And I think it's because the vast majority of people don't really know how to love. And this is a huge reason why relationships are failing. So there exists another group of couples. Let's call them the masters. They know there is a better way. They know how to keep the feeling of love alive. And they recognize that there is a unique way to trigger the feeling of love in their partner, almost like a magic button. Yeah. And how would that be to know your partner's magic button for love? How would that be? And for them to know yours, where you both have the ability to press one another's button every single day. How would that be to feel so totally loved and cherished by your partner? Now, if you remember back to episode one. (laughs) I remember the original event. Uh, Yeah. I shared a story about the car ride where I asked Robert, hey, can you remember a time, an actual specific time when you felt deeply loved by me? And instead of answering right away with the list of the many ways that I had shown love to him, he got very, very quiet and he couldn't answer. And while I know that he loved, he knew that I loved him, logically, consciously, in that moment, he wasn't able to remember 
a recent memory in which she had felt totally, deeply loved. And the big reason for that was because I didn't know what it is I know now, which is what we're about to teach you. I didn't know that skill yet either. Mm -hmm. So it's appropriate that we talk about this now. Yeah. So what is this skill? Well, it's not what you might think. It's not love languages. It is your unconscious love strategy. That is the secret to staying in love and feeling loved. If you stay to the end of the episode, we're going to demonstrate how this technique works for you. Okay? All right. So what is a love strategy? So the term love strategy comes from NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And it's basically the unique way that you have in which you arrive at the experience of feeling loved. In essence, it's your brain's language for love. And everyone has a unique love strategy because we all have a unique brain. And NLP teaches us that we have this unconscious strategy for how we do everything, for how we feel everything. There's a specific set of conditions that have to take place in order for us to feel or do anything. So for us to feel motivated, a strategy has to run to get us into the state of motivation. For us to feel confident, a strategy has to run in order to get us into the state of confidence. So is the feeling of love the same in, when it comes to talking in the brain? That's right. So a specific strategy for love has to fire off in order for the brain to create the experience of love for us. So this is pretty useful, especially if you know what that strategy is. And, and maybe I could use that strategy in, intentionally rather than just by accident. Or hoping that or we're hoping. that we're actually, you know, showing love in the way that the person wants it. Huh. All right. We're going to talk about that. Well, so the good news is you can use this secret knowledge to heighten your experience of love and intimacy. We can educate our partner about our individual love strategies, which you're going to learn about. And that gives us a much better chance of helping each other feel truly loved. Yeah. It's not just something that now is like taken... It's not just up to chance. We can actually be intentional about the way we show love. So strategies are made up of everything that we see, hear, smell, touch, taste, and imagine. So strategies are made up of our five senses. And your love strategy will have one absolute critical component that must be present or that feeling of love won't be generated. It's going to be something that you need to visually see or something that you need to hear or something that you need to feel. So what you're saying is I need to see something, hear something, or feel something, or I won't feel specifically loved? Yeah, and it has to be something very specific to you. And if the right ingredient isn't there, it, that feeling won't happen? It won't happen. And... You know, since this all is happening completely out of our awareness, since it's happening subconsciously, you probably don't even know what it is for you. And you definitely don't know what it is for your partner, but we're going to show you how to figure that out. And then once you know it and you both use it, then you'll be able to keep that feeling of love alive because it's, and it's going to be easy. It's going to feel almost effortless to do so. So once upon a time, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you'll get to see this. Once upon a time, I came up with this, we call it the love jar. And the love jar is really awesome because, and I have it right here for those of you watching. I thought one day, like, wouldn't it be awesome if I could make 
love notes for Sharla because I love Sharla. And I wanted her to feel loved and, and I thought this is going to be a great way. And so it took me about, so there's 365 little folded up notes here in this jar. So I had to build a spreadsheet with like 365 boxes and try not to have any repeats and, and, you know, admittedly some were lame, like I love your hair or something, but you know, I really just tried and it took, I mean, it was a good amount of effort, a couple of months, just filling out this spreadsheet, just kind of remembering things that I loved about her that, that, you know, impacted me. And then I made this jar, I went and got a jar and I got, you know, like a white marker on this black label. And it says RX right here in the front and says, take one note every day. And common side effects are passion, tears, social media posts, love and happiness. Like I, I really thought like this was a winner. Like I really thought this was a winner. Like, and you know, you guys can drop some notes in the comments because I, I thought I was killing it with this. And the best part about this love jar now is we get to use it for a prop in our coursework <laughs> and, um, and also on today's podcast. So what happened with the jar, Sharla? Okay. So, I mean, I thought it was really sweet and it was, and I realized it took a tremendous amount of effort, which was quite surprising. But the feeling of love that he thought that I was going to get from it was more of a, oh, that's cute. That's nice. Yeah, not not quite what I thought I was going to get out of it. I mean, I thought that like our relationship would just move to the next level. And this is a perfect example of just blindly shooting in the dark and right. hoping to hit the right love language because I did. But if you pay attention to the fact that I like words of appreciation, we're going to find out a little bit about Charla later. You might understand that there was a secret ingredient that was missing. So for me, words were easy. Words weren't very meaningful. Words didn't hold a lot of value because people lie. And so words have so never been, bad. I know, but this, this stems from, you know, a long time ago. And, and so I, I, I didn't have a great trust at that time for words. Now I actually do really know him better now. And I do really appreciate his words in a very different level now. But based on what you guys now know about love strategies, why do you think the feeling of love wasn't created, wasn't generated by this gift that he gave me? Well, something was missing. We're missing the secret ingredient right. for you. Right. Specifically for you. Right. So how do we figure out what that specific ingredient is for you? How do you figure out what that specific ingredient is for your partner? Well, we have to ask a question in a specific way that is in brain language in order to talk to the unconscious mind. And when we ask a question in a certain way, it actually causes the strategy to run right now in the present. And so what we do is we ask the brain to go back to a time in the past when you felt totally loved. And as you do that, you actually rerun that strategy right now in the brain. And then you can pick out what that specific ingredient is that you need. So we, should we demonstrate how to do this? Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. I've been practicing. <laughs> okay. Well, we've obviously done this a few times, but what I want you to do is just listen and observe. And you don't necessarily need to take notes on this right now because we're, we've got a workbook for you that we're going to drop in the show notes so you can do this with your partner later. So Robert, I just want to ask you a question. Can you remember a time, and that language is important, can you remember a time when you felt totally loved? 
a specific time. A specific time? Yeah, a very specific moment in time when you felt totally deeply loved by me. Yes. Good. So I want you to close your eyes right now and go back to that time in your mind. Go back to that time and see what you saw, hear what you heard, and really feel all the feelings of being totally and deeply loved. Got it? Yep. Good. So in order for you to totally feel loved, is it necessary for you to, I'm going to give you three choices. One, to be taken places, bought things, or to be looked at with that special look. Or two, that you hear a special tone of voice or those special words. Or three, is it necessary that you're touched in a certain way or in a certain place? Um, special tone of voice or words. Words or tone of voice. Words or tone of voice, yeah. Right. So for you watching, one was visual, two was auditory, and three was kinesthetic, something that you see, hear, or feel. And Robert is auditory. So that's the question that you set up to find out. Now, I want to know more, though. I want to dig in with him. So tell me a little bit more about that experience that you just remembered. What was it about the special words or the tone in my voice? What was it that caused you to feel totally loved? Um, I think it was, so, I mean, I, you know, I remember exactly the experience because I was able to kind of recall that, but I think you, you said I was a good dad. And I think I, I might've, as, as we do, you know, I think sometimes we feel like we're, we're spending too much time at work and on everything else. And I think you knew I was concerned and you, you, you know, you came up and you touched me and that was nice. But then the minute you told me like, you are a good dad. Like you work really hard like that. It was the tone and the way that you said it and the words, you so know, the that was it. was authentic and genuine and meaningful. Yeah. And the words were gratitude, appreciation. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, you know, you put your hand on my shoulder or something and that was nice. But I think the minute you told me was the minute, like quite literally it fired off my love strategy. That was because as I go back and I think about the time when I was truly loved, I don't think about the fact that you touched me. No. I think about the thing that you said. The thing that I said. So just to make sure that you're auditory, I want you to think of one more time, one more time, a specific time when you felt totally loved and go back to that time now, see what you saw, hear what you heard, feel all the things that you felt. Do you have one? Yep. And is it the same thing? Yep. What is it? Um, you told me I was, a, I was a great partner and a great husband. Right. And so was it kind of my tone of voice again? Was it being Both. authentic yeah. and genuine and... Yeah. And I think that when you're trying to be sincere, your voice softens you specifically, but I think everybody has that. So it's a soft, sincere voice where I'm telling you that I appreciate you. I love you. I'm grateful for you. Yeah. I fit right in the middle of that category. So it's special tone or special words. Yeah. It's both. So you're all auditory. I'm all auditory. Great. Well, now I know. Thank you for helping me to understand. You're welcome. And <laughs> you know what? Maybe you can just fire that love strategy every single day. Right. Yeah. And I tried to do that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> So now I have some specific examples from Robert. I can be really intentional about how I show him love. And I think it's also good to point out that the reason it's so easy to create the love feeling when we're new in a relationship is because we're doing all of the above. We're firing off all three love strategies at once. We're doing our best to impress this person that we're courting, we're buying them gifts and we're making these candlelit dinners and we're saying special words and we're touching each other. And we're not even aware that there's one 
specific element that's the bullseye for them. Because it's getting hit so many different times right. that that it is firing and you are truly in love and, and your love strategy is firing. It's, it's not until later. And then as we stop courting, we sort of tend to back off and then we begin to show love honestly in the way that we want to receive that, not the way that our spouse receives it. So is it any wonder? Any wonder. So is it any wonder that when he made that gift for me and gave me those words in a jar, that it didn't really fire off my love strategy because my love strategy isn't words. But is it any wonder that his love strategy is words and that he gave me a gift of what exactly it would have been that he would have appreciated most. So time to talk a little bit about Sharla. So Mm-mm. every time we get, <laughs> her least favorite topic, every time we get into the truck, she puts her hand just, and for those of you, if you're on the video, she puts her hand, she just reaches across the truck and she puts her hand just underneath the edge of my seatbelt. And so she touches me. All and that's why she thought that I had a million times when I knew that I was truly and deeply loved because touch is Charlotte's love language. Yeah. And he has a way that when he comes home from work and if I'm in the kitchen, he'll stand behind me and he'll kind of give me a hug from behind and he'll swipe my hair to the side and kiss the back of my neck or just bury his head kind of right here in the back of my my neck and, and I can feel his breath. Like everything, all of those things is what fires my love strategy because my love strategy is all touch. It's what I feel. And there are specific, even within touch, there are specific things that really fire it off. So he knows that now because we've had these conversations about what really, truly makes me feel loved. So it's no, it's, it's, we don't need to wonder why. And it shouldn't be now as you come to this part of the episode, it shouldn't be a surprise why all of a sudden love and being able to fire your partner's true love strategy starts to just sort of taper off a bit. And that's why people feel like they don't matter to their spouse because they're not having their, their unique unconscious love strategy fired each time. But now you know. You don't ever have to let that happen to you again, and you're going to learn the tricks and the secrets to keeping love alive. That's right. Never again does your love need to fade. So here's our challenge for you with this episode. Go to the show notes and get your love strategies workbook and sit down with your spouse or partner and start up a conversation like the one you just watched Robert and I have. And then make sure you reverse roles so that you're getting really clear on what your partner and what you need in order to feel loved. And be specific. Tell them specifically what it is that you need. Not just I need touch, but spell it out. Tell them specific instances in which you felt loved through touch or through words or through something that you saw. And then go do it because this is magic, you guys. This is magic. And make sure you don't keep score. Just go and do it and trust that your partner will do the same for you. So come on over and find us on social media this next week. There, we're going to be talking more about love strategies, hopefully getting your input, share your experiences, and we can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. 
Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.